0: welcome again merry christmas merry christmas happy advent it's good to be together if you're viewing us online again welcome you're very much a part of what is going on here it's an exciting time to be together right advent as we consider the anticipation leading up to the birth of jesus but then also a reminder of us that our king is going to return and he's going to bring to completion God's kingdom here on earth. We're gonna fully realize and fully experience it. It's a season of anticipation. How many kids here have some sort of advent countdown going on right now? Come on, some adults too. You can raise your hands, that's fine. Yeah, we all got our advent countdowns going. I know that at the Lindbergh house, it's it's right when you walk in the front door, we got a couple of blocks that you can turn and you manipulate the numbers. And we've been counting down the days. We're at one day left. And then all day Christmas, we see the big like double zero. So the day is here on Christmas day. It's a good, good time to be celebrating together. Hopefully um, in our time together tonight, we're reminded of that promise. Not only the anticipation leading up to the birth of Jesus, but the anticipation that we have and the return of our King and the perspective that that gives us in our lives. So before we dive into God's word some more together, I want to pray for us. Heavenly Father, God, we uh, acknowledge your presence here. God, our worship is a response to who you are and, and all that you do. And not, not only in this time of Christmas that we celebrate God, but I pray that that overflow of worship will just carry out throughout the year God, that that Christmas isn't only celebrated for a season for us, but that we have that anticipation throughout the year. God, in these moments that we turn to your word, we turn to you for understanding. God, that I know that I don't have anything um, mind-blowing to share tonight, God, but I know that you do. And so I pray, Father, that in our time together as we look to your word and we consider these things, that you would reveal to each one of us in a unique way Stir in our hearts your truth, who you are, your character. That ultimately a result of that is is just more worship, more overflow of worship for who you are and all that you do. We pray these things in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, our King. Amen. Amen. So second question, and I need you all to be honest. How many of us at some point or another have been afraid of the dark? Afraid of the dark, like legit afraid of the dark. I think if there's no one raising their hand, then they're lying here. Kids, right? The dark is scary, right? There's something scary about the dark. I know for me, it's always, 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 hands down, always. It's like 9.30 at night and I forgot my wallet, I forgot my backpack, I forgot my phone in the car, right? And so our driveway's off to the side of the house with woods all behind it. So the walk out to the car at 9.30 at night, especially in the wintertime when it's like dead silent out, that walk out to the car is always okay because I see the lights on the car, and I, you know I go in there, I get my thing, but then it 's always as I 'm walking back to the house, right You just do those like quick looks like what's there what 's there right there's something scary about the dark for me that 's what always catches me. What is it about the dark that makes it so scary? Well, one thing right you can't see anything it 's confusing there's like my trips out to the car like those things that aren't there, your mind starts playing tricks on you and start thinking they are there. Things that are there, your mind starts playing tricks on you and they're not there, right? How many times have you been, I've been walking up the set of stairs and I can't hit the lights because I'm carrying something or whatever and I've, I've gone up these 13 steps hundreds of times. I know there's 13 steps to get to the second floor of my house, but I get to the top and I slowly lose count and I get to you know, am I at 10? Am I at 11? And then you take like that one giant step just to make sure you don't trip? Like I can't be the only one that's done that. All right, so Peg, I can see you laughing. you've done it before. I can tell. What is it about the dark that's so scary? It's confusing. Place tricks on us. Why do I share this story with you? Well, we read from Isaiah earlier, the prophecy from the, the, the prophet Isaiah, and hundreds of years before Jesus was born, nearly a thousand years, hundreds and hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus. The prophet Isaiah is sharing a word with the Israelites. And that's a, that was a time where, where the Israelites were in darkness. The Assyrian empire was ruling over them, it was confusing. Things weren't the way that they were meant to be, right? Things were just, where was God in all of this? The prophet Isaiah shares a word it says a child is gonna be born. Prince of peace, wonderful counselor. Look back in verse two of that same prophecy. Isaiah shares that the people walked in darkness, but they had seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them has shown a light. How much does that little beam of light make all the difference? When I'm walking out to my car, how much of a difference does it make if I take my phone out of my pocket and I put the flashlight on? A little bit of light. Each one of my boys, when we had to put them to bed, they all have their own little... Um, they have their own little configuration of nighttime lighting. So between the dresser light, the bureau light, the hallway light with the door cracked open, there's, there's a combination there that works to make the darkness of their bedroom a bit more bearable. And I know for our youngest now putting him to bed, I shared this last night and he pulled me aside or he got my attention on the car ride home and he was like, why are you talking about me? I've been told from other pastors that when you use your kids in analogies, you gotta start paying them, kind of like royalties for the stories. Hopefully, yeah, he didn't hear that good. So Charlie's um, is the, the dresser lights gotta be set to a certain dimness and then the doors cracked open a few inches and the hallway lights gotta be left on. And sometimes I'll travel down the hallway and I'll hit the switch on the way down. And if I do, he'll yell from the bedroom. I'll be like, dad, the hallway. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it, right? So it would be, he knows it's not time to leave the lights all on and the door wide open and the hallway lights on. But what is it about that, that combination of letting the light in that makes the darkness a bit more bearable? And Isaiah Speaking these words, they were words of hope. There will be a light. A light has been shown. What I want us to think about tonight is Jesus, the light of the world. Emmanuel, God with us. That moment in history where eternity starts peeking into humanity the birth of our Savior. Just like that little bit of light peeking through the doorway into my son's bedroom makes everything different. It changes everything for the darkness that he's experiencing. The arrival of Jesus to us changes everything. Eternity peeks into humanity. And when that happens, when that door's cracked open, humanity, now we have the opportunity to share in eternity. There's a beautiful exchange that happens there. The door is cracked open at the birth of Jesus. So what does that mean? Two things are happening, eternity peeking into humanity, and humanity then peeking into eternity. A collision of two different realms, God's kingdom here on earth. What does it mean for eternity to peek into humanity? Well, much like that, that light that's coming into my son's room, right? If he's experiencing that darkness, those moments where I've forgotten the whole light, and I've slapped it off, He's got his bureau, his dresser, his lamp, his Legos all over the floor. But in the darkness, his mind starts playing tricks on him. Things don't look the way that he remembers. Things don't look the way that they're meant to. He can't quite make out the silhouettes, right? And then the bureau starts to turn into something different. The Legos on the floor start to turn into something different. As that light peeks in, and offers colors his reality, his current darkness, ever so slightly, just that three-inch crack in the door, changes everything for him. When Jesus came, he changed everything. And it wasn't just that moment of his birth, that was the beginning of it. In his ministry, we've been learning as a church over the past year, a little over a year now, so if you go back to fall of... 2019, we started a series called Read the Red, where we studied the Beatitudes, God's kingdom here on earth. How did, what does it look like to be kingdom, citizens of God's kingdom here on earth? How does it marry up? And then we continued throughout the summer, we studied the Sermon on the Mount, and our What About series, a big, long series that we did, but we went through all of Jesus' teachings. What you find is that when you let that light in, when you let Jesus' teaching infiltrate your heart, changes everything. Changes your, respect, your perspective on what commitment looks like, on what giving looks like, on what serving others look like, and what loving one another looks like, what forgiveness looks like. It's completely different than what the world paints in darkness. So eternity peeking into humanity is shedding that light on our current state of darkness changes the way that we see things, changes the way that we interact. And then look at the lights of our Advent Advent wreath, the different candles that we have, hope, peace, joy, love. All of those lights is what colors Jesus is teaching. It's eternity comes into humanity, colors life differently. If you weren't able to catch any of those sermons, you can go to our communitycovenant.church and just click messages. You can go back and learn about what God has to teach us, what Jesus taught about living as citizens of God's kingdom. Jesus said in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you're experiencing darkness, then I want to invite you to let that light in. Interestingly enough, that little bit of light that comes into my son's room, it doesn't necessarily change what's in the room, right? But it changes how he perceives it. And much of being a disciple of Jesus, much of being a kingdom citizen here on earth doesn't really involve us changing what's around us in life, but it's a changing of our perspective, our response to what's around us. If you're experiencing in your life, in your room, a dim silhouette of what family could be, what marriage could be, relationships could be, identity, maybe even what church could be, I want to encourage you to let that light in. Learn from God's word. Surrender to God's spirit. Be open to changes. Because then the true hope, joy, peace, and love of God will rest in your souls and rest in your hearts. What's the other thing that happens there? And this is what I'm... I'm Kind of guilty of when it comes to Christmas time. there'll be that anticipation leading up to Christmas, and there'll be that understanding of eternity peeking into humanity, the excitement, the traditions, the joy, the reminders, the songs that we sing of that moment in history. But then for me, just as I box up all the Christmas decorations and put them up in the attic, that same anticipation that same joy gets boxed up as well. And then I re-gift it day after Thanksgiving. What Advent is for us is a reminder, is an invitation for humanity to start peeking into eternity. What do I mean by that? Well, there's some, as much as my son lying in bed in that room letting the light in and it's coloring his reality different, it's making it more bearable and he's experiencing that peace he also has the opportunity to look at the source of that light. And when he looks out that hallway, he's reminded mom and dad are just outside. Mom and dad are just outside in the hallway. He's also reminded that, that even though I'm experiencing this darkness now, that dawn is gonna come. This darkness, this bedtime isn't gonna last forever. He has the opportunity to look ahead to that moment where the dawn, right, the, like it says in Isaiah, so the people were shown a dawn, a light shining in. It's for me, I package all of this stuff up. But what Christmas has been this year for me more, year, more than any other year is a reminder that God's kingdom, when we study God's kingdom, he establishes his kingdom here on earth. But it will be Completed when he returns. We will experience fullness. Joy, the fullness of his glory. We should live every day with that anticipation. Not only does that light color our current reality differently, but we have this hope and this joy that's just outside that door. If there's any night, if there's any night, that, doesn't rep- that, that represents this, well, it's tonight, right? Because my son's going to be laying there in bed on Christmas Eve, the door's gonna be cracked open, he's gonna see the light through, he's gonna be reminded, mom and dad are just outside the door, but you know what tomorrow morning brings, right? Tomorrow morning, I am going to blast through that door, I'm gonna skip every step on the way down, and the joy experienced there, going to make every other day of the year just pale in comparison. Verse Peter 5.10 says, and after you have suffered a little while in darkness, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Revelation 21.4, he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. There shall be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain anymore. All those things are going to pass away. There will be a dawn. And Jesus, breaking into humanity, cracking that door open, gives us that opportunity to look into eternity. That's the hope that we celebrate in Advent. Emmanuel, God with us. We're not saying God was with us. We're not saying, good, look what God did. We're saying God is with us. Look what God is doing. We live with that anticipation. That light is a reminder of the hope, and the joy and the peace and the love that is to come when our king returns. We're not there yet, but we will be someday, amen? And whether that, and whether I enter through that door, or whether Jesus returns and that door blows wide open, that communion with God be more glorious than anything I've ever experienced in this lifetime. We celebrate light, Emmanuel, God with us. Eternity peeking into humanity, inviting humanity to peek into eternity. That little beam of light through my son's bedroom door that makes all the difference. Maybe God is is opening that door for you tonight. Maybe you're hearing about that light, which is, by the way, the good news of the gospel. That us in our brokenness, darkness, loneliness, that God opened up that door and he made a way for us to experience his love, his joy, his peace, his hope. Until the day that he returns. If God is cracking open that door for you tonight. I want to tell you that we as a church. That's what we exist for. Is to walk alongside you. To come alongside you in that decision. If you're viewing online. You might see a button pop up. There's someone there that will pray for you. If you're here and you need prayer. Or you have questions. You can email us at prayer at communitycovenant.church. The one thing that I would tell you tonight is respond to that. Respond to that light because it changes everything. It changes everything. You may have already let the light in and be navigating your life with the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of knowing that's something more. Knowing that return that we look forward to I pray that you continue to be a light to others, that you are an encouragement to others inside and outside of our church. Jesus, the light of the world. Emmanuel, God with us. In a moment, we're going to sing some carols together. We're going to dim the lights in the worship center here. You would have received a candle on the way in. We can't, um, we're going all electric now, all battery operated. So whether you twist the top or hit the switch down below. Here's what I would like to do though. I'm gonna pray for us in a moment. We'll all stand together. I want each one of us here to to take a moment to consider these things. Whether God is, is letting that light in for the first time or maybe you're in a season of life now where you just needed to be reminded of that light. Either way, I want to create a space where we can just respond to that. And after a while, Becky will lead us in some carols. But after you've taken a moment to reflect, go ahead and turn your light on. Let that light shine and, and be a reminder of what we celebrate, the light that came to the world, the light that, that is to come, that hope that we have in our salvation. Let me pray. Heavenly Father. God, you are light that pierces through the darkness. You're a light that consumes the darkness. God, I pray that if if there's anyone here who is responding to that light for the first time, that your spirit would stir in their hearts, that they would reach out, that they would respond to you, that they would respond to your love, to your forgiveness. God, I pray for, for those of us here maybe have known you for a while, that we are reminded of the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that's only found through Jesus Christ. God, we want to surrender this this Christmas season to you. God, we love all the tradition, and all the celebration but I pray that in each one of our hearts that we are reminded of the light. We pray these things through the mighty mighty power of your Son Jesus. Amen.